fellow geeks and welcome to the first episode of the City of Geek and Podcast. My name is Ryan, your host, and alongside me as always is my co-host, Will. Hello there. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm alright mate. That's good. Right, uh, so basically in this first episode we'd like to uh, firstly discuss some of the new trailers that have come out, more specifically uh, Black Widow and uh, the was it Wonder Woman trailer as well. Um, we're quite excited for them, I I'd like to think. Well, yeah, we're, um, we start in this at a good time, actually, because we've just had a trailer drop batch, haven't we? Yes. In a way. It was, what was the most, it was, what, Comic-Con was that? It was it in Brazil or something, I heard? Uh, yeah, it was when the Wonder Woman trailer dropped. Yeah. Um, and basically, because of all that as well, we recently had the Gaming Awards of uh, the year. Yeah. Which you know all about, but I don't well, bugger all. Yeah, so. I don't know a lot about, but there's usually a couple of things that, come out uh, trailer wise or new, at least news wise from the game awards because as always it's a way to publicize things mm. and advertise um, but yeah this this first official announcements of a ps5 game a good sure game good i wonder how much that'll cost like 700 quid <laughs> <laughs> let's not get into how much the console's gonna cost <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Uh, but yeah, and then also when we come to the main part of the episode, we'll be talking about uh, our favourite films. Because uh, the decade is coming to a close, we'll probably talk about some of the most recent films, get to know them, uh, well, get to know us, uh, and everything like that. Uh, so yeah. what we are planning to now is we've got the trailer right in front of us and we're going to just sit and watch that and go through it frame by frame. Um, so Hit it. Yeah. yeah. Marvel Studios Black Widow. Now you're the uh, you're the Marvel expert. So. Yeah. Um, this should have come out ages ago. This really should have. It's uh, the like... main point when watching this, and I have to say, it's I can't escape the feeling when I watch this trailer. Yeah. Like I have no doubt it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. It's going to be. It's, it's Marvel. <laughs> it's going to be at least good. <laughs> just from the trailer, it looks like a fun, entertaining movie. It's got all the right things in it. I'm trying to think of like what sort of genre. Go- well, it's going to be like a spyish thriller. Would you say it's going to be similar spy-ish to thriller. same as Winter Soldier? Yeah, along those sort of lines, but with less super. Well, because by the way, less super. Scarlett story. Johansson was really good in that film, Winter Soldier. Um, Arguably one of the better and she looks, films. She looks really good in this trailer as well. Yeah, I mean, it looks the, like all the right tones are set in this trailer, especially this scene right here that is playing here. Yeah, square off with her sister, as we learn. I would, it's not necessarily biological sister it's more like the sister of uh, the, the places where they grew up and trained and stuff like that it's that sort of sister um, ah, I see. I, I'm not necessarily uh, up to date with like exactly which characters are what I just know that uh, Red Guardian is in this which I'm very excited to see played by um, Hopper from Stranger oh, Things he's <laughs> in our hearts yeah yeah oh what a legend uh, and then also one yeah. man <laughs> Taskmaster as well is going to be the main villain, um, which again I've been like dying to see for ages. Because did you get a little glimpse of him later on? I think. Uh, we just saw him in trailer now, um, but I do think you see Red Guardian in a second, just sort of having having at him. Um, oh God, he looks so good, doesn't he? Red Guardian. There we are. Both of them squaring off. Headbutts. Love it. Yeah. Um, and then okay, I think this part is where like uh, Black Widow is just sort of skydiving through meta. That's just going to be the most generic. Well, not the motion yet, but just the standard, probably third f- act of the film where big explosions, big, and big yeah, <laughs> yeah, like uh, just 
It's the airport scene of this movie. Yeah. That's really, <laughs> the airport, yeah. That's exactly it. Like, that's probably our, you know, towards the ending where yeah. something massive happens and big reveals happen. And yeah. yeah. It's a I big mean, set yeah. piece. It, look, it looks good, man. But I have to say, like, the, the whole... The whole impact of the you know the scene from Endgame that I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking Spoilers about. Spoilers for Endgame. Yeah. She dies. She dies. Yeah. Um, which took me by surprise when I watched the movie because I didn't. Think oh, yeah. I, I don't think anyone off. expected her to die. Um, but yeah, it just feels like it feels almost anticlimactic in a way for the yeah. that you've had this grandioso ending for her. She, so she has deserved the film for so long yeah. because of behind the scenes of like Kevin Feige pushing for this film since phase one um, and just not getting it because of all of like the higher up of people not necessarily Disney it might be Disney but like the people um, with the money yeah with the money are like oh we can't give her a film because she doesn't earn yeah. toy money merchandise and all that crap which is barbaric it's now been proven wrong yeah of course um, but yeah that looks good it does look good yeah, um, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I mean, like, as I said, I'll enjoy it, but it it, it is it's just it should still have weird out. for me that yeah. this is coming out. The, this is set in between um, in uh, Infinity One, Civil War One, other way around. Yeah, mm. so just after Civil War, where obviously the the group has disbanded, the Avengers are broken, and she's on the run. Um, so yeah, just sort of like what's she getting up to? Um, and yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited to yeah. uh, David Harbour's character. Um, Red Guardian, like he he plays a, a Russian Captain America, basically. I'm just wondering where's his goddamn shield. <laughs> where's the shield? Where's the shield? where's the shield? But no, yeah, it's yeah, that looks interesting. Um, yeah, and it's it, interesting that you mention the not selling of toys and and that sort mm-hmm. of thing that, that female-led superhero movies won't sell because the other big trailer, of course, is Wonder Woman. Yeah, that probably. The, I'm not not exactly the first uh, super female superhero film ever, but just the first good one. Because <laughs> we've had. I'm trying to think back, I have to admit. We've had like what Catwoman, and that was questionable. <laughs> yeah, Catwoman's an interesting movie. Um, <laughs> not in, not in a good sense. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna I'm just like, going to leave it at interesting. Let's yeah, uh, same with the lecture as well. Like that's not a good film. No. She's there. All right, okay, Lecture was good in Daredevil, but then it's sort of like, oh, we have to make a spin-off of this really cool character, which just ends up turning into a pile of crap. Yeah. This um, movie is the first... What I would say is this is the first... Wonder Woman number one was the first big female-led superhero movie that was sort of constructed from the ground up, I yeah. would say. That it, was, it's it good was that... Thought, um, the thought process behind it was this is a Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Rather than this being... I don't know about a character that is in Batman for example yeah it, she's not she's not the yeah. side character or anything like that um, I think it helps that um, they had um, Patty Jenkins as the director as well who's mm. like obviously a massive fan of like she's the original she's back for this one isn't she yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I think uh, well we're going to put the trailer on now now um, but it looks really good this movie this good, looks say. good as well and I'm a bit okay the thing I'm a bit concerned about is the thing with Wonder Woman is that she hasn't got that good of a villain roster it's I think her in this film, as you uh, okay, it might be spoilers. It's not really hinted at a lot, but Cheetah is going to be the main villain, um, probably the biggest. And, yeah, and when, when you when, yeah when you think of Wonder Woman, you're like, oh bullshit. Okay, so she's like super super Superman esque, the female Superman. 
kind of thing. So, what's her villains? A human cat. A human cat. Yes. Lovely. Um, Love it. I don't know how they're going to do it in this. Uh, let's hope that it's not like the movie Cats. <laughs> that's actually an interesting bit. Is where she throws a tiara, like, and it that's goes back to the comics, doesn't it? Where she throws a tiara and it sort of acts like a boomerang. It's cool to see that they're putting all the classic abilities in. Though. Yeah. And they're not giving her anything that's a bit strange do you think this is the other big plot point that needs to be explained oh yes steve trevor coming back yeah yeah and i think that highly links to this guy right here is i think is the 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 second villain of the film um forgotten what his name is i should have looked this up played by uh the mandarin Uh, yes the mandalorian the the mandarin yeah uh no the mandalorian uh pedro pastel Pedro Cavazza. Yeah, he was also in Game Kingsman. Game, he was in Game King, of Thrones and yeah. he was in Kingsman, Kingsman as well. Golden yeah. Circle. Um, good actor. Very, very good. good. So, so yeah, I'm very interested to see what his role would be. But obviously, I think it's to do with like what the crystal thing that he holds. It's and about it's, getting what you want, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's about like, wishes anything, and stuff. Yeah, anything you could dream of, which you know would be Steve Trevor to Wonder Woman. So. Yeah, of course. Um, um, that's interesting, and and uh, maybe that will play a little bit how like. I guess the Spider-Man movies have done things in recent years with double villains, but maybe or, or triple villains. the creation of Cheetah will play into the other villains' plans. Yes. Um, about maybe. getting what you want. she wants. Yeah, so she'd um, want to... I, I assume, I'm not exactly clear on like the DC villains or whatever, but it looks as though Christian Wick, who, you know, spoilers, is playing Cheetah. Yeah. She, at the start of the trailer, looks as though she's like really obsessed with Wonder Woman, so she... She'd like to be on her level. She, she Something like, along those yeah. lines, yeah. I, but that's how I can see it playing she, out. She wants she's... to aspire to be someone like Wonder Woman, so yeah. therefore wishes for those sort of powers. I mean, it works yeah. as a concept. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it plays out. They certainly set it up well in the trailer. Another part of this trailer is the whole whiplashing and swinging on lightning, which <laughs> it's one of those concepts where you think, right, okay, I've got a movie, lads. Right. Wonder Woman with a lasso with swinging on lightning and that sounds absolutely outrageous now forgive me because I don't know a lot about this Wonder Woman or at least movie Wonder Woman um, but is she the daughter of Zeus Zeus she is, is the daughter yeah. of Zeus yeah the she is okay. well, yeah, it's, I think it's explained in the first film that she uh, she was moulded from clay by her mother and then Zeus just Shot it, shot it with lightning and therefore she was well that kind of explains the lightning on. powers thing but yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's, very, it's very cool looking I bet Spider-Man um, is just wow confused <laughs> um, but yeah we'll, we'll see how it we'll see how it, obviously there's you know you mentioned Spider-Man that's a template for how these sorts of movies have gone but yeah. there's also a lot of other movies The Dark Knight for example that has two villains in it one of which is yeah. scrupulously tied to the other one in his creation. Um, I think it's a bit okay. I, I'm going to compare the two shows of uh, Wonder Woman and Black Widow. I think a disadvantage of having these sort of films coming out is that you know where they're going to end up. Like you know, Black Widow is going to live because she's obviously in Infinity War, and you yeah. know, Wonder Woman inevitably loses Steve Trevor again because in Justice League. Let at least we say about that film better. Steve Trevor's not around. Still. He's not around. No. So yeah, unless this it, takes place after. Was well, in nineteen eighty four. It's a, it's in you know 
Bonner and Nightmare for Wisdom. Mm. So he's not going to stick around forever. No, and Justice League was set in 17? Yeah, it was set in nowhere. <laughs> I would like it to I think, I think I think everyone would prefer that film not to exist. Although, um, I have to say, like, little side arm here, but uh, the Snyder Cut is getting a lot of traction oh, online. Yeah, I'm literally just about to mention that. And, um, but, and maybe if that comes out, it will be better. <laughs> I mean, it so might be better. Different. But, okay, this is the problem with DC, right? Okay, so, and DC, not DC fans, but... Zack Snyder came on board, did Man of Steel, and whether you like that or not, it's it's an okay film, I think. I think it's honestly my favourite Superman movie. I, really? I I like it. There's a lot of things in that movie that I like. There's a lot of things that going forward in the universe have mm. caused a lot of issues that, yeah. <laughs> that they had to try and retcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely, like the destruction of the city thing is number one on that list. It's just it's way more realistic. That, like which Zack Snyder tries yeah. to promote a lot in his films. But um, as a Superman movie, I liked it. Yeah, and I, I like the that. idea that it was like, it was you know, it was almost like, in a way, a response to, I think what a lot of DC's moves have been since then is a response to the Nolan trilogy. Yeah. This idea of well, if Superman did, did exist in this Batman universe, what would that Superman be like? Yeah, and I think that that think... was it. And while it was a good place to start. Where they went from there wasn't necessarily. Yeah. I that's actually wasn't Kevin uh, Christopher Nolan a producer or he was on Man of Steel, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that explains a lot. But then again, when you think of it, if that Superman was meant to go up against Christopher Nolan's Batman, I mean, come on, there's only one winner there. Yeah, there's <laughs> regardless of whether. Although Christian Bale did survive a nuclear bomb, so <laughs> oh, because he's Batman. The, the yes, okay. Because I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a discussion for another. Yeah, and the way they handled Justice League. Yeah, um, I think yeah, Zack Snyder went through a massive tragedy with like the loss of his daughter and stuff, which you know is absolutely terrible. Um, but I think the decision to bring in Joss Whedon as a replacement. They are polar opposites of directors. In filmmaking, yeah. Yeah. Like, either way, if you were just like, okay, Chris, uh, not Chris, um, Joss Whedon, make a Justice League film, it might be really good, because you've seen that with the Avengers, it's really good, but you can't tack him on to, like, remake or, like, reshoot a lot of scenes that Zack Snyder's already started making a film of, because, like I said, he's all fun and goofy. Joss Whedon with like the jokes and like you know feel good time films, but then Zack Snyder is just like this down to earth, gritty, violent, dark, over seriousness. It just yeah. does not work at all. Yeah, not, not at all. And yeah, and while watching that movie, um, I have to say that it it did feel like it felt like a clip show. That's what that movie felt like to me when Justice I watched League. Justice League. Yeah, yeah, when I watched that movie, it felt like somebody had very much designed these sets to work in a certain way to play out in a certain way mm. and somebody else had come along with these characters in colourful costumes put them over the top of it and written a happy script to go yeah. along with the, the thing it very much feels like that and still when you watch the movie it feels like there's very much an emptiness within that movie Yeah, that I think that's the major thing that people don't like about it yeah. Um, because you know that's why Marvel's been so successful because every single one of their movies feels 
personal in a way to the viewer. Yeah. It's a lot more planned out as well. It's like there's, planned, there, yeah. you know, I think Kevin Feige with like Marvel, literally just went up to him and was like, right, this is the start and this is the end point. Then how can we get, you know, from Iron Man all the way up to the first Avengers and not only that but to Infinity War yeah. and Endgame. Whereas you know, I guess it's the same with like uh, Justice League. Is they were like, okay, we could do that. We will. I think they started thinking about making their cinematic universe trying, after Man of Steel. It's trying to do 10 years work in three movies, that's what it yeah. is. It's like Man of Steel is episode one, episode two is... Civil War. <laughs> is, yeah, is, is Dawn of Justice, and then Justice League is episode three. Yeah, that's... With Wonder Woman floating around there somewhere. But, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's the idea of catching up for revenue's sake rather than doing something it's all, it's all a passion money. project. Yeah. And, you know, DC will never have a DC Universe movie universe. They just won't, I because they, they're constantly trying to catch up with Marvel, and they're not they, going if they to didn't be able try, to. If they, they, if they didn't try to catch up, they could have a really solid cinematic universe. Oh, they could, but also... Like, if they did, like... Okay, let's just take the recent Joker film, for example. Have that as the first film, and then just sprinkle, you know, just say, throw Wonder Woman in there. That's, you know sets in the realism and you can you can believe that that yeah. is part of that universe and you can are. have Shazam who was good yes I am just picking off the greatest films from the DC right. universe but then yeah, then make a super Superman film that is you know good just, just restart that make a solo Batman film and then bring them all together don't just go from Man of Steel to Justice League or Batman vs Superman when you're just introducing all these characters at once and then trying to inflict you know not only introducing those characters but inflicting so many storylines like the death of Superman Batman vs Superman the introduction of Wonder Woman that little fling ding massive brilliant stories that in people's opinions and my opinion need more than one movie on their own to flesh out definitely you need a Batman trilogy dedicated to the Dark Knight you need a Superman trilogy dedicated to the death of Superman like, you know, stuff that you can't rush. Yeah. But also I would say about the Justice League universe is it's already it's already dead in many ways. Yeah. And and while I don't get me wrong, I love the Joker. You and me went to see the Joker. It was amazing. Um, I love how it stands alone on its own. As yeah, just this they don't thing. need to make another, even though they are. They are making but, another. But they don't need to. They don't need to, no. But the second one, I'm sure, will be great. Yeah. But the big thing for me that I... They're, they're trying to... By making all of these movies, and even in some respects, Wonder Woman two, yeah, they're trying to plug holes in a ship that's already half sinking, and it's just if it, by doing that, they're always going to they're always going to not please people yeah. with what they're making. The reason the Joker works is because it is this completely different thing. Yeah, that was just like I'm just going to make a Joker movie. It's not connected to anything that's happened before. Yeah, it still could technically be set in the same. Because it's quite a dark universe, and it, you know, yeah. but it's but it's not like there's any dark things that happen in the Marvel universe. Yes, like most of the things, like Thor Ragnarok, it's a bloody dark film. Yeah. You think about it, but yeah. it's a comedy. It's a comedy. It, yeah, um, like things in Endgame. You know, there are jokes in that and whatever. But overall, spoilers again. Tony Stark and Black Widow die. Some of the most beloved characters in recent times, and now they're coming back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think another. Yeah, going back to the Black Widow it's trailer, the it's, it's been it's been confirmed that Iron Man will be in it. Robert Downey is 
Robert Downey Jr. is returning as Iron Man. Which is fine. Um, it works timeline-wise. It's not, yeah. It's not that I have a problem with that. I think... The thing that slightly annoys me is that I think I mentioned, maybe to you, but I definitely said before Endgame came out that they better have some permanent deaths in this movie. I think they will. And they, they do. Like, Iron Man is not going to come back chronologically no. for a long he, he, time. He can't. I don't think they'd allow it either. Like, no. even though... They, I think okay, Robert Downey Jr. has done it as well. With what they've announced of Phase 5 now, I think. No, Phase 4. Phase 4 and 5, whatever. Um, they've basically announced, like, Doctor Strange is having like, a film about the multiverse. So what they could easily do, if, they, if Marvel were complete and utter fucking idiots, they could easily just be like, right, we'll just go to this universe, pluck out Tony Stark and bring him to ours, and then, yeah, we've got Iron Man again. But, no, nah, they won't do that. They can't do that, because you've had this... You know, 23 movies worth of character development and a great ending you know especially with like Captain America as well um, it just ruined it to bring them back just for the sake of it yeah and I think it's yeah and I think it's the one thing that before Endgame I had gripes with the Marvel Universe is that it was great but nobody did you've got to be careful There's that no you stakes. don't yeah if you yeah. don't if you sink into that hole it's very hard to get out of it constantly building up stakes that there will be consequences if things are not yeah. done correctly and there was at the end of Endgame and that was good I'm glad yeah. that that happened and even though as I said Black Widow will work as a movie it still for me will feel like when I'm watching the movie yeah. that Endgame was not as important as we were all made to think yeah, it's... because if these if they're going to just make movies out of chronological order to, to try and which I, I don't think they will. I think, I think, I think just, Black Widow will be the only one that they do. But yeah, it's just... Because what, what have they announced? They basically announced... Uh, obviously, Black Widow's coming out next. Uh, the Eternals is coming out. I have no idea about anything about the Eternals. I've got to read up about them. I just know that they're gods and they live for thousands of years. It's um, got a killer cast. Oh, fantastic cast. Um, and then what was it after that? Like Doctor Strange, Shang-Chi. Like all brand new characters, all ca- characters that are continuing yeah, the story. Good. Um, but yeah, if you just do, do like a freaking a War Machine movie, I guess you could do them as a TV series, like the, what they're doing with like Winter Soldier and Falcon and stuff like that. But I think there are some characters that just work better as a side character, like War Machine, I feel. Like, he was great with Iron Man. Uh, I guess you could argue that with Winter Soldier and Falcon, them being great with Captain America, but then again... You always have Money. to you always have to have side characters in these big blockbusters, yeah. and side characters are just as important as main characters because they are part of holding the story together. Yeah, and build upon characters, other characters' I think stories. A big. The trouble is, is that if you were to make characters like War Machine primary characters, yeah. you'd have to introduce a hell of a lot more more side characters. Side characters, yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe it will happen just, one just day. Just a baby War Machine. A baby War Machine. Um, maybe it will happen one day with the way they're going with baby but, characters I wouldn't be surprised if they do a baby war machine I mean they've done baby Yoda now. <laughs> come on <laughs> that would be the most ridiculous thing that has ever happened Just, but I would still I mean technically they do a baby Iron Man they did yeah yeah oh they've already done that shit oh dear. what next uh, well the, the next group. is Black Widow so that's baby that's pretty, Black Widow that's pretty much um, but okay, yeah going, but going back to the whole side character thing I think the prime example of a film I don't think no one asked for was Solo you know it's sort of like going from like you know Disney property to Disney property yeah Star Wars 
the recent solo, well, not recent anymore, but yeah. Han Solo was such a good character because he was a side character. And it's sort of like... Yeah, yeah we he, get it. He works best as a side yeah, character. Yeah, and it's sort of like you're telling stories that no one, you know, you get it. No one really wants to know about. You know, that mystery about a certain character is better left. He's still got a hell of a lot of development, though, Han, over the course of the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, def- he, oh, yeah. He was a main character, but he wasn't the main character. And I think that was... They treated him as if they treated Hulk. Like his story was based over three films, and the same with the Hulk. Like his story was basically going from Thor Ragnarok to Endgame. Yeah. Those those three films was his arc, which you know is again much better for side characters. That's probably why films like Incredible Hulk or Solo just don't do that. That's well. the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else regarding films? I don't think so. Uh, no, I think I think that's pretty much it um, jumping from these trailers like you mentioned earlier uh, about the whole PlayStation 5 being yeah so there's a trailer out for Godfall what is that I've never well heard of it. it's it's basically a fantasy action RPG great slasher looter everything co-op game oh, nice. um, you can play it solo or you can play it with two other friends you can play okay. it in a group of three um, and yeah, it's high fantasy. You go around killing monsters together and you get loot. Great. That's pretty much all the details we have on it at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's a few screenshots, if you look online, uh, of uh, actual in what appears to be early in-game footage of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, looking at it, it, it looks very good. It looks very... As I said, it's high is fantasy. It's quite... Uh, it's kind of anime-inspired in many ways. Is it visually spectacular? Um, like, considering this is the PS5, the, trailer, the next... Yes. Yeah. The next In fact, generation. you want to flash up the trailer. I so can do that, I, I have no idea. Basically, it's it looks it looks really good. I, I'll tell you what it reminded me of, um, but please don't take this as a bad thing. It reminded me of a little bit of Anthem. Okay. S- simply because okay. it was kind of this high fantasy thing on this world. I think Anthem which... could have been really good, but I, I, yeah, EA just doing their thing. But then again, I mean, I, I played Anthem for a bit, and it was a it was quite a fun concept of a game. Yeah, um, it was basically like an Iron Man simulator. Okay, and and it was fun for a bit, but it definitely it, it definitely um, sort of passed out. You'll see when we watch this what I mean by Anthem style. Simply, okay, simply because of the character designs, they look they're quite heavily armored. Yeah, um, I think loot is going to be a big part of this game. Um, I think it is most games now. Isn't most it? games now, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's going to be loads of different armor sets for you to collect by the looks of it and weapon yeah. for you to wield. Um, it's a little bit anime because of the designs being very much... Um, oh, it's it's ha- very stylistic. Having, yeah, it is very stylistic. Um, Holy shit, he's got a big blade. <laughs> uh, it mentions something about the apocalypse in this trailer. Okay, so is um, it, it's... It's going to be fantasy slash religion based, I want to say. I don't really know. Okay. We, we, as I said, we don't have any many details. This is just what I'm drawing from the trailer. But the, these guys say this is in our way. We need to scale this thing. And as it pans up, it's very there's a, a, gi- a giant, giant three-headed monster thing lurking. Oh, hello. Thing. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks really... That looks very interesting. It looks really interesting. The other game it reminded me of, for whatever reason, was Dauntless. Another game that I think is sort of phased out of people's minds now. I do need to play that I've never played it have you never played no, it no, no. Uh, it, I know we've discussed like, playing it before but yeah it's, it's basically like um, 
it's like a Fortnite game except you're you're fighting giant monsters giant monsters yeah. instead of it's like a, a, a sort of a beta monster hunter for people who want to play that casually yeah um, I'd say okay so watching that trailer it looks cool I probably if I knew more details about it like I've like you say the whole story I'm more of a single player story uh, gamer story driven gamer yeah. yeah like with Red Dead Redemption Spider-Man and God of War they're, they're my probably top three games of all time and they yeah, came, out came out last year, last year. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they're, uh, but obviously if there is like on multiplayer aspects I wouldn't mind doing it but like yeah that looks interesting like, I'm not gonna but uh, yeah the the it looks good but that's just the cinematic trailer. It's just the cinematic trailer. And, it, and it, what I've told you about the the, the gameplay and the story, um, th- there's literally no details on what the story is going to be. It's literally what I can draw from the trailer, as I just said. Yeah. Um, but it, it looks good. I mean, I'm a sucker for any RPG game, I'll be honest. There's, yeah. there's many times that I've thought about playing a certain RPG, yeah. whether it be a brand new one or something that came out a few years back. Yeah. just to satisfy that sort of craving I mean you and I are, were both big Destiny 1 players and we played Destiny 1 I really enjoyed Destiny for the okay right so my, I've, got a, I've got a bit of a gripe with Destiny I know you have I, I, have, a, <laughs> I have a massive gripe because Destiny was good the, the mechanics of the first person shooting was probably the best I've ever played like it was so satisfying to pop heads off enemies and like the actual yeah firing mechanics and everything that was great and you know actually doing missions with friends that was very good however story wise it was garbage it got better it got better it got better I think, and yeah, it had its the ups best, and downs but the it's best, never been the best was uh, Taken King that oh it was, was brilliant really Taken King was great yeah and I think the best thing about Destiny was the raids but the fact that you just kept it was on the end game content yeah and I didn't like I don't like grinding in games yeah like you okay is it not necessarily exactly grinding but I'm trying to complete Red Dead 2 at the moment I'm like 99% done but the whole grinding of getting getting, um, like oh you have to pick 43 different plants and I'm on like 16 or or however many I just have to go to every single location and just walk around for ages trying to find a little thing or like you were watching me the other day doing like doing these hunting requests it's like I have to walk around looking up at the sky trying to find a tiny bird yeah. that's infuriating and I, I think I think that's one of the repetitiveness feature of it I think is one of the things that's let Destiny down especially yeah, with I, Destiny yeah. 2 and I will quickly mention Destiny 2 because I did start playing it and yeah. I wanted to continue playing it because I did th- there was a lot of great memories I had attached to the first game as you said one of the big things was co-op yeah. and I think Godfall could be a game that will be really fun as a co-op game. Um, as for whether it will be as in-depth as something like Destiny... Do or, you know who's making it, Godfall? What, what uh, company? Gearbox Publishing. Who have they done in the past? Oh, uh, a few things. I, I, I can I can look at that if you want um, while you talk about it. But I, and this, is, this game's coming out on PC, by the way. I'll just mention that as well. Um, in sort of, I think, late 2020. But... I've literally just typed in gearbox and actually come up with a fucking gearbox for a car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, but yeah, like you said, um, Destiny. It, it, I, I think feel that it Godfall lost... could fill fill that void. Now, oh. as I said, I don't know how much of an expansive RPG game it's going to be. Whether it will be Destiny levels of expansive, 
or it will just be something like Dauntless that you can jump on, you can play with your friends, yeah. you can have a good experience. It's got immersive lore behind it, but there's not. Another thing about okay, about there's Destiny. no feeling that you have to completely dive into it. Yeah, I think a big problem which with first Destiny, it? which they fixed throughout like the whole DLCs and stuff, is that there's so much good lore, but you had to like log on line to look at those grime war cards or other crap like that just just tell the story while i'm playing it i don't have to, mm. i don't want to have to like turn my game off and then go online and search up the law that should be in the game it's no i don't like that it strikes uh, i think it lost a lot the, of its fan base the as other well. game that i've got written down here that we'll come on to in a minute does yeah. that very well and strikes that balance really well um but destiny 2 for me became one big grind and i think it yeah. still is to this day the end game content of destiny as you mentioned was the best bit about it yeah the raids and the end game content oh. of destiny 2 is the best bit about destiny 2 the trouble is as i found over time the the, the journey to get there has become yeah. more and more of a chore rather than a fun yeah casual experience it's like there was this, just an example of like destiny it was like there's one like sort of um task you had to do and you had to collect these specific things, and the only way you can get those specific things is if you go and uh, uh, just sort of farm these things. And there was a chance you got that thing. Don't really know how to describe it. But it was like that. You can only get like a t type of metal if you went around and grinded these specific plot points. Um, and yeah, yeah, that. I don't like chance in game just like if I'm doing something and I've done it right just give me it I don't want to have to like do something and okay like it's like gambling it's you know I don't want to have to go around pay stuff mm. and then only have a chance of getting that one thing to come up mm. it's, it's very messy I don't like yeah it depends on what sort of gaming experience you enjoy as well yeah Even I like think that. in the end I think Destiny 1 did a really good job at balancing it but in my opinion and I've not played an awful lot of Destiny 2 and I've not played any of the DLC mm. oh no I played Forsaken um, but for me it's not done that in the second game Yeah, and it's not balanced it and, and jumping onto Destiny now or when I last jumped onto it which was about a year ago now but it just feels like I've been there before yeah and without with I think half the trouble is that our little group that used to play doesn't always play it together anymore yeah like, like I said it lost a lot of its audience in Destiny 1 that's why not a lot of people continued on into Destiny I 2 I think yeah I think I, I think just you know for other reasons things move on it's not as an interesting enough game to me to invest the amount of time that I invested that in you Destiny need. 1 yeah. 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 Um, but I'm okay with that because Destiny 1 I still have a lot of fond memories from and that that's cool by me and I don't feel I have to play Destiny 2 yeah um, you know well, I don't uh, have to do it just looking at like the, 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 the games uh, the, the Gears even uh, they've done like Borderlands and Duke Nukem so they're pretty good games so Gearbox is you know, so I think we can game. assume that this is going to be a big title. It's not yeah. going to be a, like a, a jump in and out game. This is going to be an in-depth. I did the Half-Life games as well. Yeah, it's going to okay. be an in-depth thing. The story will hopefully be in-depth. Um, so They've certainly piqued my interest. And especially, in I think there's a lot of 
uh, anticipation for this being the first PS5 game as well. So yeah, there's well, a at lot least of the first one that's been officially announced, and that's the big yeah, thing. There's I think, a I lot think, of rumoured stuff. But. Yeah, with, with this being the first one announced, all eyes will be on this now to be yeah. the opening. Like, what was yeah. the um, first game to come on the PS4? Uh, I should know this off the top of my head, but... Um, trying to think... Uh, well... Anyway, what was the other um, game that you were Yeah, thinking? so I mentioned a minute ago that it's, a, you know, we were mentioning about balance of games, and there's certainly a balance in the force with the next game that I have been playing. Oh, recently, yes, of course. Which is Jedi Fallen Order, which came out recently. I haven't oh, look, an advert's just popped up for it. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's tempting me. I'm, I'm very tempted to get it, but then again, like, my problem is EA. It's a really fun and good game. Good. Is what I would say. And, and the thing is about it is it's not it's not a particularly groundbreaking game and it's nothing that you haven't seen before if you've played Dark Souls games yeah. or Dark Souls-esque games you'll jump into it pretty well yeah but what I love about it is it takes you back to a simpler time of gaming it's a story driven single player experience that has some exploration elements in it but it's nothing too overly expansive that you get lost in that yeah um, it's a very it strikes a balance really well. Yeah, and it's like again when I was watching the trailers and like seeing your gameplay, the, the game it really reminded me of was um, Sekiro, the one that yeah. actually just won the best game award. Um, yeah. It's like that. It's not. It's certainly nowhere near as in depth as, as Sekiro or Dark Souls <laughs> game. But it can be pretty challenging at, at points. But it's yeah, it's just a fun experience, and that's what I've got out of it. And that's it's, why it's I'm very really fine story as well. Yeah, the story is really well thought out, and it and it keeps you moving along. It keeps you interested. Um, the characters are interesting. You want to spend time with them. Yeah. Um, the worlds are cool. I want to explore. Yeah. You know, somebody dropped the the line that it was a little bit like an Indiana Jones in space. You know, Indiana Jones Star Wars game, and it kind of is. You feel like that. You know, mm. you you do the first mission, which introduces you to the main character, his story, the villains. You get dropped off on the first planet by your new friends. Mm. And when you do, you feel like you are exploring tombs. Well, you do explore tombs in yeah, the game. On this new planet. You feel yeah. like, oh, I'm here, I'm a Jedi, I'm young, I need to go and explore this u- wide universe. And, yeah. and even though it's not about, the game ultimately is not about that exploration, there is that little bit of it. And it, that, that feels good to be in a Star Wars universe. Yeah. That's not something that we've already seen, but it's something new, and I get to explore it of my own accord. That's fun. That's good. Um, and that's that's what yeah, this been, game it's is. It's been such a long time since, a, like, straight off the bat, like just a really a really good uh, Star Wars game yeah. that's been released. Like, okay, Star Wars Battlefront two and one were the major disappointments um, when they first got released. They're probably better now. I've heard that Battlefront two is really good now, but. Yeah, I've not, for, I've for not played the new Battlefronts, I have to admit. I played the second one. second one was good, but like I said, like it, there was there was a lot of problems, like with the whole microtransactions and stuff like that, which EA just loves. And well, I it's think not just it, EA. Um, unfortunately, that's a part of the gaming world. EA yeah. is the main, they're, they're main ones behind that all. Yes, um, um, and they're also like pretty shit in, like, sort of, if there's a new up-and-coming company that um, makes a really popular game, EA will buy that company and then stop it like yeah. 
liquidate or whatever but it's yeah that's terrible but um but if i found it really um ironic how when battlefront 2 came out one of the ea spokesmen spokesperson came out and said uh nobody plays single player games anymore and it's all about online and multiplayer and like first person shooters and like, you know fortnite is probably a good example of that battle royales but then that same year like i mentioned god of war red dead redemption 2 and spider-man or single player third person yeah, games came out and they were the three best games of that year. And that's probably the reason they made Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, because it was a massive and slap in the face. And it's proved to be, thus far, really popular. Yeah. And that's why it's so refreshing. I think was it, we've was gone it part from, of the Game Awards this year? Uh, I don't, don't think, think so. It was released. If it was, it didn't win anything. No. I don't think. Um, but it, it's interesting. We, we've been through a phase of gaming where people really went hard with multiplayer yeah. Online, even online experiences, and that's all well and good. And a good cooperative experience, as we said, is always good. Destiny One was. I'm hoping that Godfall looks like something. It does look potentially good. be that. Yeah. But at the same time, um, it's nice to be able to get immersed in a good story in a good world. Yeah. And that's what Jedi Fallen Order is. It's certainly not, as I said. Uh, an amazingly expansive game. There's certainly it certainly feels like there's more to yeah. this universe that Cal explores, um, and hopefully the success of it at the moment will bring like a sequel. Yes, um, we'll I have to wait and see. That, that's that's the pro- the best thing about Star Wars is that you have this massive universe of like endless possibilities, and I think that's what they're going to now start. M- exploring more in the movies that they're releasing obviously yeah they're coming to the end of uh, the Skywalker saga with uh, the Rise of Skywalker coming out uh, that's next week that's yeah well this week coming out well this yeah. week coming out this Jesus Christ um, yeah so there's that coming out um, but then yeah after the Skywalker saga they will start expanding doing like you know I think Ryan Johnson regardless of what your opinions are of him he is doing a trilogy as far as I know still um, and obviously, you know, Rogue One, I really enjoyed. That was sort of somewhat of an expanded universe, but yet within the same galaxy, uh, well, expanded story, but... It was still within the same places that we know. Same places, but it w- it didn't heavily rely on, like, the whole... The Skywalkers, Again, there was especially. Again, there was something, I think the key word is refreshing. Yeah. There's something refreshing about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, uh, it doesn't have to be groundbreaking. I like the genre it went for as well. It's refreshing enough to keep you interested. It was very much a war film, and funny enough, yeah, it was a Star Wars, but yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I really liked about it. It reminded me of like you know, older war movies, but set in the Star Wars universe. Band of Brothers, but Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> Band of Brothers, but make it Star Wars. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order, Indiana Jones, but make it Star Wars. <laughs> no, <laughs> not not a hundred percent, but it, the the templates are there. Yeah, it's it's like you could you could probably take it a genre. And apply it to Star Wars. You could play first-person shooters. Yeah, there's Battlefront. You can have exploration, Indiana Jones-esque style, Uncharted games. That's Fallen Order. You can have yeah. racing, racing games. That's probably pod racing. <laughs> it's. I mean, it, it's the it's the stamp. It's the stamp of approval on George Lucas's world building. He's an absolute genius. That's what has allowed all this to happen. Yeah. Star Wars to be several different things. 
Yeah. Of which we will do a podcast coming soon. Yes, I'd like to. Yeah, seeing as Star Wars episode nine is around the corner. Yeah, as as that's around the corner, like uh, Will said, uh, we'll be doing a episode together talking about the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, and I'm sure as you'd listen to that, you now uh, end up hating us because of our opinions on it. Because either way, if we like both of those films, you'll hate us because we're wrong. And if we end up love, uh, hating those films, you'll hate us because you love them. Um, we'll talk it out anyway. We'll, we'll yeah, see it yeah. It's, spoilers, they're okay. <laughs> there's, some, there's some interesting chats to be had. Yes, so. definitely. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of movies, uh, the main part of this podcast is basically going to be about talking about um, the best movies of the decade or our favourite movies uh, just so that you get to know what our tastes are, really. Uh, so I passed the question off to you. What's your favourite movie? There's uh, <laughs> too many, isn't there? There is too many, and it's, um, it depends on ah, it depends on what parameters you apply and this. But off the bat is the one that's on the top of my list here. Yeah, I, I admit. Yeah, I just know because you. it's a movie that I, whenever I think of favourite movies, and you know how much of a Batman. Yeah. And we'll get onto the Batman movies in a minute. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> but even so, when people ask me what my favourite film is, this film comes into my head. Yeah. Just because it's such a good watch. Good and actors. It's good acting. It's an interesting story. I always like to think that every not there's there's no such thing as a masterpiece of a film. You can always find you know whether it's a nitpick or not. Nothing's you perfect. Yeah, nothing's perfect. But can you think of, you know, obviously, this film, would you say that there's anything wrong with this film? Or is it perfect to you? The one critique I would have of this film is that it's a very safe story. Yeah. By today's standards, anyway. Yeah. Um, however, having said that, that's probably the only thing I could say. Like, it, it, it's a, a redemption story about a guy, and that's about it, really. Just redemption. Yeah, it's revenge. Th- that's what it is. Yeah. And and if, I, I would say if you were trying to make this movie now, it wouldn't be as successful. No. Um, but the movie we are, of course, talking about is Gladiator. Yeah. I only recently saw this one. I only Maybe managed I to get, get you around to yeah, watching it. Uh, this, this, uh, probably throughout the podcast, you'll get to realise that how many films we haven't seen, and yet we're doing a podcast about films. Uh, no, but there... Yeah, there's a lot of films that I've recently started seeing, and this is one of them. And yeah, I agree. It's a very good film. It's a good movie. Very, very good. It's a really good story. Uh, It makes me well up. Really? Every time? Every time? A Uh, little bit inside. It it is. It is very good. Um, But Gladiator is... it's, It's one of those films that is sort of a classic story in movies. Yes. And it inspired countless sword and sandal movies past this that never made it anywhere near the level that Gladiator did um, it won a shit ton of it won um, a load of bloody awards, yeah. awards as well like, I'm just looking through them best best film of that came out that year uh, best actor Russell Crowe best visual effects best costume design and best sound mixing yeah obviously the biggest one is probably best film that year um, but it was it was one of those it's one of those movies that, I, interesting enough, I it was something I stumbled across one day. I literally just found the D, I found the DVD at home, mm. and I was like, "Oh, Gladiator! I've never watched this before." Popped it on, and it instantly 
grabbed you. Grabbed me, yeah. yeah. It just, the story grabbed me and I loved. I really like the opening of that film as well. Yeah, it's, it's just. There's a lot of great things about it. The, the, the ending of the movie is really great. The last 10 minutes or so. Oh, is, that is. Is brilliant. Yes, just speaking of like obviously great films and like the great endings of films like Gladiator is up there with some oh, yeah. of the best endings. It's really ever. really good, um, um, and it's capped off by a phenomenal score. Oh, Hans Zimmer. Hans and obviously, yeah. of course he did. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I think yeah. Well, speaking about another uh, earlier film that we talked about, and he's in this film as well, Walking Phoenix. He's a he just does a good villain. He just he? does a good villain. He's a oh, I love him. There's nobody who quite. Balances between creepy and menacing, quite and like psychotic, yeah. Like what Joaquin Phoenix does, yeah. You yeah, <laughs> really, really brilliant. Um, so yeah, that, you'd say that's your favorite from that's all my, time. That's the one that always, when people ask that question, that's yeah. the one that comes into my head because it's just a movie that it's one of those movies that I think a lot, a lot of people love movies where you go, I really like that movie, yeah. But I think there's very few movies that people would actually be able to say that they would just one day randomly say I'm going to sit down and watch this movie yeah, because yeah, yeah. I enjoy it Yeah, and I think there's a, everybody has a list of those movies and I think it's quite a finite one and Gladiator is certainly at the top yeah. of that list for me how long is the film is it like sort of like two hours two and a half yeah hours, about that yeah that? Run, I don't know about the run time but um, oh. 155 minutes yeah so about two hours yeah. standard run time for films back in the day good, good length two hours is a good length of the film um, but yes well, I mean, I, 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 for me, like the, the best films that I can think of, I can't really think of one specific one. It's so a hard that, question. Yeah, and like it could change from day to day. Uh, but I think it's easier to like sort of go through each genre and just sort of like what is the best film out yeah, of that genre. Yeah, you definitely did it by genre. Yeah, uh, so I'd say just sort of when I go through uh, what is my my least favourite genre all up to like my sort of favourite and I'd say start from the least favourite it's not necessarily because it's bad but it's stuff that I've only recently got into is musicals and off the top of my head the best musical I can think of is the one that came out this year Rocketman so good it actually got me so into Elton John to the point where I have you ever gotten to that point in like where when I'm in life uh, just you listen to a new album and you just have that on repeat oh yes for me, whenever Coldplay releases <laughs> like this, yeah. <laughs> this last month for the yeah, release an album. Uh, no, li- that's what I do. It when I, I I have those epiphany moments where you listen to an mm. artist for the first time, and you go, oh man, I need to li- I need to test out their album because I like a couple of tracks, and you get just get lost in that one album. Yeah. That same forty five minutes or whatever it is for the next month. But yeah, that, that was me about Owen John. Um, I, I I never really listened. I knew some of his songs, but I never really properly listened to any of his songs before the film. And I was like, I like Tyrone Egerton. He's a really good actor. He should probably play Wolverine if they're going to recast all the X-Men, which they undoubtedly will do. But I think he should be Wolverine. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he. I first saw him in The Kingsman. And I was like, he's got good range. Uh, and then saw him in Rocket Man. Loved his uh, renditions of the songs. Um can't think of any specific one, but all of them really. Uh, like you, you get to see like the. Uh, okay, a film I would like to compare that to is the Bohemian Rhapsody, the recent Queen film that they made. Um, and the problem that I had with Bohemian Rhapsody is that it was. It, it didn't feel like it was a biopic. It wasn't necessarily a musical. Um, 
it was just a story like the way I think of biopics is that it tries to tell an exact story of what everything had um, and like watching Bohemian Rhapsody I was like well that didn't happen or this this happened it didn't happen at this sort of time like you know spoilers for that film uh, Freddie Mercury gets diagnosed with uh, AIDS and he then he does live aid but it was completely the opposite he got diagnosed like in 1992 I need to look that up because I don't want to get that wrong um, mm. I, I, I think maybe what you're saying is that Rocketman feels like a musical adaptation of Elton John's life using his music oh I got that completely wrong he died in 1991 not 1992 he got aid no uh but you know what I mean. He like he got he got diagnosed after he did Live Aid, like a few years after he did Live Aid. Um, but like the whole, like, they changed history really in to order try to and serve make that story dramatic. Yeah, and that rubbed me up the wrong way. Like I didn't like that. I was just you can't change someone's life just to uh, provide a good story. But whereas with Rocket Man, like they they probably did do a lot of inaccurate things. But because it's you know it's straight off the bat it goes into like a, this ridiculous uh, intro of like a good musical and like you know Elton John uh, being a kid and stuff like that and walking down the street singing like which one is it I don't know <laughs> I need to watch you it again this movie. but yeah it, like it gives that sense of disbelief so you could like ah, I'll, I'll let that off if that wasn't real I'll let that off but with Bohemian Rhapsody it was so set on being this is story first and musical later whereas Elton John it was musical first it's music story. applied yeah. to his life yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a dramatisation of the life of Elton John um, but yeah um, for me musical wise now you've mentioned it I do have a musical on this list which is Les Mis Mm. The uh, oh gosh, what was it now? The two thousand and I want to say early two thousand, maybe two thousand thirteen. I don't know. I can't remember. No, it was later than that. Has to be later than that. Uh, adaptation with Hugh Jackman. Oh, it's got a massive cast. It's got a massive cast in it. Um, it's. I think I'm by no means a. Musical slash lame is officiado. Mm. I'm sure there will be people out there, and I've met a couple of people out there that don't like this film adaptation of lame is. I, I, I haven't seen lame is, and the problem I, I, that puts me off watching it is that it is literally just singing yeah. throughout the entire song, Spoken uh, film song. even. Yeah. It's just yeah, sung lyrics. It's which... something that honestly I, I didn't really think about when watching it. It 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 doesn't bother me as yeah. much as I thought it would. I think um, should watch it. I, I probably need to. Stop being But I, I love... I, I just love it. Mainly because it's a filmed film for me. Yeah. Uh, which is... Sounds interesting because if you watch the story... It's quite you listen depressing. To the story, it's very depressing. <laughs> it's called <laughs> The Miserables for a reason. Oh, wow. But um, it's... It's just got great music and it, it's one of those movies that allows you to switch off and get lost in a world for a bit. Yeah. Um, and certainly that's... That's the best part about the film. That's the reason why I love films is that it, it just... You could just stop thinking about this, you know, just being living for a moment yeah. and just sort of get lost in this incredible story. Um, but if, you, if I mean, if you don't like the musical, then is hmm. the BBC did bring out a fully dramatized adaptation this year okay. of Les Mis that they played. Watch both. 
Watch, yeah, yeah. I've never watched, watched both. It's a series. I, I can't remember how many episodes are in it. I did watch all of it. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 there's no singing. It's completely just like a drama, basically historical drama version of Les Mis. Yeah. And it's really quite interesting differences between the two. Um, also, it's very much more heavily based on the book, and the book is even darker than the musical is. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a good watch though. Recommend it. It's got a good cast in it as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what genre next do you want to think about? Uh, I don't know, but I don't necessarily do mine by genres. But I guess if we were doing um, favorite animated movie. I've written a couple down. Oh no! Okay. Like animated movies. This. Oh, it's like a genres within genres, really. Because animated, like, I. Obviously, you have to pick a sort of Disney or Pixar film. Like, as much as okay, one the one that popped into my head was uh, Spider-Man into Spider-Verse. That's incredible. Probably, probably the best Spider-Man film, arguably. You could say yes. that, um, but then when you start thinking about, like, I, I probably wouldn't want to say that now because it's only, well, it's a fairly new film. Um, but when you think of animated films, you think of like the really classic Disney films like Mulan. That's one of their best. Lion King, obviously. I'd probably say, you know, the most recent Pixar films like Moana is really good. Coco is really good. Mm. I'd probably say my favourite animated is Aladdin because of the genius performance of Robin Williams God rest his soul I think it's, it, it's all about what, what, are the, what which one of those movies that you watch the most as a kid and for mm. me it's the Peter Pan movies the yeah. original Peter Pan movie and then the Peter Pan Return to Neverland yeah. I used to watch a lot along with Tied with Robin Hood the animals Robin yeah. Hood um those are the two that I, I watched all the other great Disney movies of course but those were the two that stuck out in my mind that I had and I watched on repeat when oh. I was a kid yeah and they're certainly for me my favourite I think I remember some of my favourite stories I remember like the first time I tried to watch Aladdin as such a little kid I couldn't get past the first 10 minutes because I thought it was so scary like, because <laughs> yeah. it, like it opens up with like this great song uh, Arabian Nights and it comes up to this really weird guy with the the shop trying to sell you stuff and there's I think it's either a confirmed theory that that is actually the genie oh, but, right. yeah um, and yeah then it gets to the part with Jafar and he's like going up to this massive sand lion and that scared the shit out of me when I was like, younger um, so I, I never really fully got through it but then obviously a few years later I did and I was just like oh the genie is amazing it's a testament to, to the wonder of Disney's animation that they're yeah. able to create such awesome scope with animated movies that, yeah, make, yeah, yeah. that make you feel emotions like being frightened of something yeah. or feeling like you're lost in this you know epic, epic scale of going yeah. from something that's very light like Arabian Nights to then this kind yeah, of I'd, I'd say Aladdin setting. Aladdin probably has some of the best songs as well like yeah. Arabian Nights uh, Friend Like Me again they're all just done by um, Robin Williams basically uh, and what was his other one uh, Prince Ali that's probably my favourite um but oh, casting-wise, they do a really good job as well. Uh, and I'm not sure if you knew this, but like, was, yeah, going linking the whole like musical stuff with the animated films is that they sometimes um, cast different actors for the singing lyrics and then the actual 
like scripted mm. written lines and stuff like that for the actual film um, and they did that with Aladdin I think they did that with um, they did famously do that with uh, Lion King uh, you know the song um, that Scar sings to the hyenas um, Jeremy Irons voiced Scar and he, his voice went during uh, the filming of that so they had to get someone else to, to sing, sing the it. song uh, and then they obviously carried on with the rest of the film and his uh, voice got better interesting tip again regardless of what you think of Disney or how much they're just a massive monopoly they're geniuses for, yeah. Yeah, they're there for a reason which <laughs> indeed I guess another movie that I've written on this list that you could shoehorn into the animated setting is Polar Express Polar Express I remember liking it I remember liking it a lot but whenever I um, like go to well, just stumble across sort of like the screenshots yeah. of it of like Polar Express it's very weird looking it's, it's one of those first films that they did like 3D 3D animation yeah. well I think um Tom Hanks, he plays like three different characters. Uh, he plays four different, four different four. characters. And four. they actually do... No, five. He plays five oh, different characters. Oh yeah, Santa the little kid. No, six. Oh my God! He plays six characters. <laughs> yeah, he plays Santa. He plays the, the main character when yeah. he's older. He plays his dad. Santa. Oh my God. The homeless guy. The conductor. And who else am I missing from that? Uh, little kid when he's older li- the, yeah he voices he voices the little kid he does the voiceover for the film which is the oh the narration the narration which is the little kid when he's older up. oh my god he, I don't he even plays know his that. father he plays the conductor yeah. he plays the the homeless guy, guy the Santa Santa must have played someone else the con have I said the conductor yeah, yeah you said conductor anyway uh, uh, Scrooge he plays Scrooge as well oh my god the doll of Scrooge yes um, of course um, yeah he plays a lot of characters and they not only was it like one of the first 3D it was it was actually uh, you know all suited up where they like recorded like mocap they did that mm, I'm pretty sure so, yeah. yeah so and that was again it's an interesting choice because why can't you just the reason I love it is a bit of a soppy story but I this was this is a bit of a Christmas tradition in the house yeah I used to sit down with my mum we used to watch Polar Express yeah. that was what we did that was our pick of Christmas movie I'm sure some people sit down and watch Home Alone every year or something yeah. like that I know my, ours um, was the Polar Express and my mum used to watch um, Sound of Music every Christmas yeah. which again I haven't actually properly seen all the way through I just know it's good um, but I'm trying to think of the films that I religiously watch every year uh, like for Christmas especially probably The Grinch The Grinch yeah Grinch is a really good one, one. Yeah. a lot of people watch Christmas Carol there's always like a new version of Christmas. Yeah, there's it. Yeah, that's Christmas. like when you say Christmas Carol, I'm like, oh, is that the animated one? Is that the one with the Muppets? Is that the proper one? With I don't know. Like, like is it the new? yeah, yeah. And the, in fact, speaking of new adaptations, the BBC are doing an adaptation of it this year <laughs> for Christmas, um, which oh, looks there's... quite good. It has Andy Serkis in it doing all the, the ghost stuff. I was about to say there's no originality, but then when you just said Andy Serkis, I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that, uh, that looks really good. But yeah, it's a Christmas tradition for me. No, fair enough. That's good. Um, so what other genres have we got? Right, let's try horror next. What That's a, I haven't written down any horror movies. No? I'm not a massive horror movie guy. No, not, not really. I've only recently started getting into horror. Like I, I saw, I think, our friend Pete. He's a massive horror nut. 
um, and he like introduced me to the, the the original Halloween film, which is very good. It's a bit, it's very of its time, like uh, budget wise. Yeah. I think it was made for like three hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Decent return off of that though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they made a bloody franchise off it, mate. Um, but yeah, like, and then obviously the newer Halloween film, which I really enjoyed uh, with uh, our friend Pete. Um, so there's those two. I I, I really like the original Saw. Uh, as, as much as it turned out to be just this franchise of torture porn. Uh, yeah. yeah. The original is very good. It, I, it's got a really good twist at the ending. It, well, I think everyone knows that the, the guy that is led down with his brains everywhere, that's just a mask and he just gets up and just walks out and then just traps this other guy in the room. Uh, that's a great twist. Uh, the recent It film, uh, not It Chapter 2, uh, the, the newer one, the remake. The first one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't seen It Chapter 2, but the, the first one of that, uh, It Chapter 1, very good. I really liked the whole like, aspect of like the kids, the Losers Club. Um, and it's like with that film, it's there's a lot of films involving kids where it, it feels fake. Like you, you don't really buy the, the, the friendship between everyone yeah. or the kids, whereas this one nails it. Like you can tell that they are actual friends and it helps them being really good actors as well. Like one of the kids is from Stranger Things. Um, I'd say probably last horror, uh, horror one is probably The Quiet Place, or A Quiet Place, which again, they're doing a sequel to. Um, but yeah, that, that's, I'd probably say that one, A Quiet Place. That's a very good film. It's it's not necessarily, I mean, yeah, it does have jump scares in it, but it's very eerie and it's more of a thriller than it's it is. Very it? tense, like it it, it captures that thing perfectly. Like when not, not they're not making a noise, you're not. You don't want to move a, a muscle, or else you might get killed. Like this walking spider. Um, <laughs> but yeah, out of those, have you got like one? That, you could think of or I mean I not not really because I've not watched many horror movies yeah but I have to say I have watched The Thing the original yes, thing of course that one yeah from 97 and that is a very good movie I would recommend I, again that's the one that I've recently that's watched and yeah Kurt Russell is just amazing in that yeah. and like the whole thing of uh, literally the thing about Thing is um, the thing about the thing <laughs> in the thing <laughs> is uh, yeah it's the mystery of like oh Christ who is it now like yeah. you have no idea and when you you think you've killed it it's still around and that whole twist that, well not really twist but that mystery at the end of like oh who is the thing yeah. like how do you how do you how do you kill something that is just a thing that you you have no idea what this thing's yeah. true form is or whether it has one and that's yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the amazing things about it is it's just the visceral the, you know the classic fear of the unknown it's the visceral fear of the unknown in that movie that's yeah the, the best thing about that interestingly I think that thing um, was also directed by the same guy that directed the first Halloween film John Carpenter it was I think I'm I'm pretty sure it was either way <laughs> don't quote me <laughs> don't, don't quote me um, but yeah I actually oh, you know what it's between a quiet place and the thing then actually because yeah it's not necessarily I, I prefer uh the thing, the original thing, is definitely of its time. It's I, I, I would say that it's a bit like, it's a bit like going back and watching Alien. All the things that scared you the first time don't really yeah. get you as much. Yeah, again, that's a, that's another film that I recently just watched. Like you probably heard of people thinking that I'm a 
complete idiot for not watching this film sooner but that's another really really good one and yeah I, I prefer these horror films that aren't just jump scares jump scares jump scares like especially those paranormal activity films they're rubbish um, and yes yeah, so there's times when you kind of need jump scares but as long as it done, it's done properly and like there's a whole tension building and then get into the final thing or just shock value not, not necessarily jumping at you and trying to scare you because of a loud noise but because of like something really horrifying to look at yeah um, but yeah like it's all done well yeah yeah like Thing I don't think Thing had many jump scares did it it, it just uh, I don't remember it it yeah. has a it has a couple I think but it's just been been what, a while since I what, one of the best scenes but... of the thing is when he's holding the petri dish and he's like putting that hot iron into, and into it, the yeah, blood and, and, it, and it's that oh god if he does it now then it, will it jump out or will it not and yeah eventually it does obviously jump uh, pop out it's but... the tension and, and as I said it's the, the fear of the unknown in that thing yeah it's, it's the, the, the WTF is this thing yeah that gets you um, exactly and knowing that it, it could be anywhere and it could jump out at you from anywhere hmm. um like, yes. well, I think what, what what genre should we talk about next? Well, I, I mean, how many how many more are there left? <laughs> there's there's probably like loads. You could probably think about the thriller genre, um, exploration genre, action and adventure. But I think just just thinking of those that come off the top of our head, uh, narrow it down to let's say it's not necessarily a genre, but superhero film. Well, I was going to come to superhero yeah. films last because this oh, is yeah. the area of expertise that you carry. Um, but I've got a couple on here, like Inception, for example, is a movie okay. that I, I rate quite highly. Um, people are going to think I'm a bit of a Christopher Nolan nerd because the Batman trilogy he does make really good is films, on this though. list in a minute. He, but he does make really good films. He does make good films. Yeah. But it's not that. It's mainly because uh, Inception was, was one of the first movies of its kind that I saw. It also invented that really, really famous trailer. Boom. Yeah, thing. that. Like yeah. Just the Inception. Every dialogue. trailer's got it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really interesting, unique concept for a movie um, that feels both realistic and is also technically a fantasy movie because yeah. you know they can't go in inside people's dreams as far as I'm aware. Yeah. But it really does. It's got a stellar cast in it. Again. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, it's uh, and it's one of those movies now that even though I know what happens and you know it's it's maybe less effective if that's a thing. Now yeah. it's still one of those movies, a lot like Gladiator, that I will happily sit down and watch for fun because mm. it's just yeah. That's good. That's like, I, I again, I need to watch a film. I haven't yet, but it's like two and a half hours long film. Yeah, it's what. Yeah, it's one of those ones. It's not necessarily because I don't want to watch it. It's because oh, I need to have time to watch this film, which. Could be a good thing, a bad thing. You could, you know, spend that time engrossed in such a really good film, but then also you need to set aside like a good amount of hours to fully appreciate yeah. it. Um, speaking of lengthy films, I just thought of some, and that is the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. I mean, yeah, I've not written those down. No, <laughs> but I was very tempted to. Yeah, I, I think fantasy-wise, that's probably my favourite. Like There's I can't even say a specific one, just all of them. That is one big film. It is one nine big. hour epic or however long the extra uh, uh, there was, it's about twelve hours in total. They're about four, 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 four hours long each, of which you haven't watched. Yeah, again, I, I've seen this in normal but the extended edition I need to see. 
Uh, and what I'd like to think though is that if we were to do like a proper episode on each or on the Lord of the Rings trilogy, we'll get our friend Pete, who is a Lord of the Rings nerd, and get our other housemate, oh, house Ed, yeah, yeah, who's a both of them. They've probably read the Silmarillion, so <laughs> yeah, it's something that something that I think we should do because I think it's a really and we're all you know we're big fantasy people. I'm, I'm sure we'll do a D and D podcast at some point in the future. But, oh yeah, um, love that. <laughs> But also, I think there's just a lot to talk about. We'll probably have to do one episode for every four-hour film because I don't think we can cover oh, 12 hours. Yeah. In no, of course not. No, no, no. Um, um, but yes, they're not on the list I've got here, but they are certainly worth a mention as some of our favourite films. Yes. But certainly, they're on, on that extended list. Um, and again, it's sort of just the thing of, you know what's going to happen. It, it's, it's a very simple story as well. You need to go Classic from point good A. Versus e- evil, yeah, yeah, good versus evil. You go from point A to point B and do the task. That's it. And just extend it. It's to the same sh- concept as the um, something. You know, we already mentioned this with Jedi Fallen Order, and I'm going to yeah. bring up Star Wars again because the original Star Wars trilogy will also be on this list. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, but for me as well, it it it's, it's a, an amazing immersive universe that has been built by a, a genius mm. Tolkien and, and Lucas but the story in it is quite simple and it's focused yeah and it's the idea that you you've got a very clear progression of where you're going but it feels but but, but, but that story is elevated by this amazing world that you know very little about yeah. in the context of the story and you kind of stretch out and touch points here and there that you know immerses you and feels like that even though this is quite uh, you know a finite story it feels like part of a bigger world yeah and, um, and that's kind of a genius that I think yeah simple simple thing is always the best like you know we'll probably have to do well like we're doing uh, next week or next episode even uh, is the the Star Wars newer trilogy leading up to Rise of Skywalker and then probably after that we'll talk about the original trilogy and then the prequels um, but yeah like I definitely say the original trilogy will always be the best because like you say the simplicity of it like good versus evil and plus like the, the there's a clear A to B isn't there yeah yeah um, just which is sort of something I'm sure we'll talk about characters and everything yeah. it's just genius which I feel I feel a bit sorry for George Lucas like I was one of those people that you know hated the prequels but now the more I think about it and more films are coming out, it's sort of, not that these new ones are terrible, but you get to appreciate the prequels a lot more. Because you appreciate the, the good parts of them more, yeah. Yeah. Instead of seeing um, the flaws. I'm somebody who loved the prequels because I grew up on the prequels. I, that was my route into Star Wars. And then I yeah. went back and I was like, oh, you know, well, I got excited about it. And then I'm sorry, my mom, yeah. you know, my parents were like, it, it hey, go and watch the original Star Wars trilogy. If, if you were okay this is a conversation I kind of briefly had with you the other day with our friend uh, is if you were to introduce someone who's never seen Star Wars before what order would you show them Star Wars hmm I think I know what order you're going to say yeah which is 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 6 4, 5, 6 1, 2, 3 oh then... you would go all the way to 6 would you 4, 5, 6 do the original trilogy first then the prequel and then just do order release. That's yeah. the, I feel that's the best way of say doing this it. is this is your introduction to what Star Wars is. Yeah, because if right if, 
And then, like, well, this guy if you have seen it, who's yeah. also called Anakin, do you want to know more about him? Okay, we'll go back and we'll watch. Yeah, it. yeah. Like, if you were to, um, if you know the story, then yeah, watch you watch him chronologically because you get the story, you know where it's going, blah blah blah, um, and you can still appreciate it that way. But if you were to introduce it to someone like your kid, like future kids or something like that, I feel the prequels are just too boring. And you'd lose a lot of audience if you just introduced them to the prequels first, like with the whole oh, the Trade Federation and the Separatists and the treaty, treaty pieces and all that. The peace crap. treaty treaty yeah. pieces, yeah. Yeah, that crap. And I remember just watching the the first uh, episode one for the first time. I was bored out of my mind because of the whole separatists and chancellors and just crap. Whereas with like the original trilogy, it's just a simple story of this a really of, young lad. There's a lot of interesting, yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff in the prequels. Yeah. And they could have been really amazing. Yeah. They could have been off the chart, but the trouble is with the Star Wars prequels is that you already know how the story is going to end. Yeah. So that's so, that's what hooks you. Yeah. That that's what keeps you invested. Well, not yeah. Whereas before with Star Wars, you didn't know how it was going to yeah. turn out because the movies were being released chronologically. You've already got four, five, and six waiting. You know that this is the story about how somebody becomes Darth Vader. Yeah. And I think, for me, there wasn't enough of exploring other characters' storylines within the universe of Star Wars. Yeah. It was too focused on getting simply from A to B. Yeah. And... I think... And I think there are the, there are some really interesting scenes in the prequels. Yeah, and the yeah. action's really good. Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. And there are points there that we'll expand upon at a later point, I'm sure, that are some of our favourite Star Wars moments. But yeah. at the essence of it, there's a lot of those movies that you sit through and you do get a little bit bored because it just feels like it's waiting to get somewhere else. That This has kind of just been contrived to fill your time. Yeah. That's the biggest gripe I have with the Star Wars prequels. But yeah. I can quite happily I mean, watch them and enjoy myself. We'll obviously go into more depth uh, with the prequels and the original trilogy and the newer trilogy probably next, well, the next episode. Um, the next episode. So, moving swiftly on. Uh, is there any other, like going back to uh, Superheroes, like you mentioned? Yeah, we'll get on to Superheroes. One thing I do yeah. want to mention, I've got written down here, is a sort of musical documentary movie that is one okay. of my favourite movies of all time that is called Austin to Boston. Yeah, uh, it's a bit of an indie movie, but it's about uh, a group of bands that are signed to a record label that go to a, on a road trip across the states from Austin to Boston. Interestingly yeah. enough, oh, and play that. a load of small shows within a certain amount of time, and they do it all on their own with no crew and no help. And yeah, it's it's really brilliant. It's about their story. It's about their story as musicians, as artists. Yeah, and it's also the story of how Chameleon becomes a record label um, featuring uh, a couple of familiar faces to those of you who know the band Mumford and Sons mm -hmm. uh, the keyboardist Ben Howard no not is it Ben Howard no uh, Ben oh, I forgot his second name now Ben Howard is in it he's one of the artists in it yeah, yeah. he's not the keyboardist um, but yeah it's, it's, it's really good it's got some good well I, I believe it's got some good music in it um, and it's just a a sort of feel-good movie about living life. Yeah. And, um, yeah, oh, that's is, good. is a, an interesting watch. As I said, and it's, it's about an hour and 20 minutes long. It's not too long of a film, but um, it's a nice light watch. But anyway, 
superheroes. Now I'm superheroes, yeah. I'm too eager. Um, oh, God. Right. There's too many. The most difficult question you will ever be asked. Okay. What is your favourite Marvel movie? Infinity War. Oh, you didn't hesitate. That was <laughs> No, uh, yeah, you okay. I, straight away. I'm... You snapped. <laughs> there are a lot. <laughs> I, I, am, I am more of a Marvel fanboy than DC, but obviously with the most recent Joker coming out, that is one of the best. The, the original Dark Knight trilogy is three of the best. But I, I was so I am so fixated in this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe because of how good, just how good everything is. Like obviously, it's not without its problems. Like there are some... Okay, we will eventually I'd like to think uh, go into each individual film and do an episode on them um, but so we will get into like some of them that are not as good as the others but I feel Infinity War is it's a culmination of was it 10 years of this massive event of all these characters you've ever known coming together finally to defeat this one big bad uh, and also the story just being about this one big bad in Thanos and one it's of the best it's never villains. been done before has it no one, one singular story devised with multiple lead characters over the course of so many years yeah leading up to a bigger it's thing it's like 22 films I think it was was Infinity no 22. and it's changed it's changed the art form yeah so it, well you can definitely tell that every single franchise it's is changed trying how to do people it. make movies yeah you see how you think about movies like every single Company is trying to make their own cinematic universe. DC, uh, Dark Universe, bloody. Is that still a thing? I'm, I mean, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a thing. But yeah, like Marvel just continuously does it well. Like even Star, you know, in the same company, Disney are trying to do it with Star Wars, and you could argue not as well. Uh, but like Marvel is just, they have hit that formula, that sweet spot, and that is just makes every film at least good and like Infinity War just definitely emphasises how good this is like the, the story like it is Thanos's film you, and you get to understand his point of view why he's doing it. he's not just a man I mean he is mad he's, but, he's completely psychotic but. yeah <laughs> but like he, he has a reason and you get it like but you know a bit like the Joker um, he's so a, he's a, a lawful evil Whereas yes. the Joker is chaotic evil. Of course. There we go. Um, but yeah, and then like I said, like all the characters coming together, like you, you've always wanted to see a, a Spider-Man fighting alongside Doctor Strange. Or it's you, any, you've it's always... any Marvel nerd's uh, wet dream. Yes. If I too much... No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, like all the characters coming together, it's got a really good story. And, it, you know, I'd say... I, I don't want to brag, but I kind of predicted how that ended, because they 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 announced that they in phase three would end in a two parter Avengers film, and we all knew that it was based off the story Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War. So you were like drip feeding, teasing yeah, us, for the teasing it for error, like having all these Infinity Stones just popping up in each in each film, and then it just yeah and. If you know the story, you knew that Thanos snaps his fingers and half the universe dies. And like in the trailers, they kept on knocking on to that. Like, if he does this and snaps his fingers, half the universe will die. Yeah. And you think, if they build up this thing that is going to happen and then don't do it... Don't deliver on it, yeah. Well, it 
kind of a waste of time then. Like you build up ten years to this iconic moment in comic book history, and yeah, they had to do it really. And plus, for those that didn't know the comic, it was this great twist that you're so used to the generic formula of these Marvel films being like, um, there's a good guy, he gets powers, he learns to use those powers, he comes across a bad, and then he eventually beats the bad because he's actually good. But now in this film, it's like, right, we've done 20 films like that, let's just not do that. And let's actually, not do that. Yeah, let the, it's let the biggest the fake out in history. Yeah, let the villain win. Uh, but obviously, if you know Endgame as well, it reverts back to normal. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think if you look at, it was it was between Endgame and Infinity War for me as being the best superhero film because Endgame is absolutely genius to end the saga, um, but I think as a more cohesive story uh, and yeah, you know, I, being I, more I, simple of this guy just wants to collect the stones and do his job. I but, agree. I agree with you. Yeah. I, think, I think Infinity War is the and, and it, it's slightly unfair because chronologically this makes sense, but yeah. Endgame as a standalone movie doesn't work without Infinity War. Yeah, doesn't work. Infinity War without its previous twenty movies. Yeah, for me, still works as a movie, and I yeah. think and as a story, and I think that's that's the big thing. Yeah, um, I think Endgame is like a celebration. It's a, yeah, yeah. That's, it, it literally the, uh, spoilers, word, yeah. but it goes back in time to all these different parts, uh, different movies, literally. Like goes back to Guardians of the Galaxy one with. Star Lord dancing around kicking those bloody rap things uh, goes back to uh, the hey, first yeah but back to the first um, Avengers film and it's like oh yeah I remember that that's so good and it does something different and it's just yeah it, it's, celebration is the perfect thing it's it's the it's the nerdgasm at the end of you know and everything the up final, to Infinity War is the hard yeah. work I would and say though Endgame Marvel, has the best end 30 minutes of any Marvel would not Marvel have film. been able to do Endgame yeah. uh, without all the hard work they put in. And that's why it's so great. It, it's yeah. a fan film. And yeah. It's a cel- as you said, it's, a, it's the perfect word. It's a celebration of the Marvel Universe. But and also rounds off this part. Of the the best way to enjoy Endgame as well is to have watched every single film as well. Mm. Like, you know, even... The, the worst films even, in, even the films that don't matter as much yeah they matter a lot more because of Endgame um, yeah that, that's mine <laughs> I could talk about yeah like, I'd, I'd like to go into each and, uh, and every Marvel film uh, singularly and just talk about them because they are, I, I could talk about hours uh, talk about them for hours um, I mean we'll, we'll have to do a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast some point and I'll yeah. allow you the space to get, have you got 25 hours <laughs> <laughs> have we got that much uh, room <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but I think we could just like go through film by film one episode for each film I think I'd be alright if you're up for it <laughs> yeah no I'll be up for it um, yeah over to Nolan Batman Trilogy yeah which if I was gonna if you were gonna ask me to pick one it would have to be Batman Begins. Really? Yes. Okay, that shocked me. I thought you were going to say oh, that yes. Dark Knight. Okay. I, 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 I could go with all. I could go with all three, even Dark Knight Rises, to be yeah. honest with you. But just thinking back to how I felt while watching those movies. Yeah. Batman Begins for me is is a great story, and and just you know we've seen Batman's origin. 
now mm-hmm. since since this point. Even spoilers. Even in the most recent Joker film, yeah. you see it again. I, I, you see a glimpse of what starts it all. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I didn't mind so much. Um, no, I didn't mind it at all. No, I thought it was, served the story well. I think they tied it, they tied it in really well to yeah the Joker story, um, which you know obviously it wasn't. Uh, well, it wasn't the Batman nineteen eighty nine movie, mm. but uh, yeah, the big thing for me about Batman Begins is that it's been tried to be. You know that something is great when people have tried to c- copy it, yeah. which they have done in every appearance Batman has made since, in pretty much anything. Yeah. Uh, they made a whole TV show about his origin. Gotham exists simply <laughs> to tell that story. Because Batman Begin was so well done. And it's the one that I go back and I watch it and I think... Dark Knight is more of a thriller throughout. Mm. Um, and undoubtedly, the Joker makes the film amazing. Um, Best part of the film is the Joker. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, so good. it's a great movie. You could argue it's his film as well again. It's, it's a Joker movie, yeah. yeah. I mean... And The Dark Knight Rises is great for other reasons. Yeah. But Batman Begins I, for me. I probably just agree that Batman Begins is the best origin film. Of any superhero, yeah. yeah. That we've had today. Best origin film. Like, you've obviously got the first Iron Man, you have Wonder Woman, you have Shazam, which is very, very good. I, I but love, Batman Begins. I love the story, and it sets up everything that happens in the, pre- in the next two films. Yeah. Um, all in one movie. It has. An interesting couple of villains. Yeah, and okay, the, the thing with Batman Begins is, yeah, whereas like films like Spider Man Three or The Amazing Spider Man Two or any other film that has sort of failed because it's got over amount of villains, Batman Begins does it perfectly. Mm. It has three villains. Mm. It has Rachel Ghoul, Scarecrow, and the the mob boss. Yeah. Uh, so. It's, it's not the fact that like these films are failing because they've got too many villains it's because they're yeah it's, you have to balance it properly you have to sideline somebody in order for somebody to shine that's the big thing yeah and Batman Begins does it well and a lot of people were upset because the Scarecrow doesn't get isn't the main guy in it and he doesn't get the much as much screen time as people wanted mm. and don't get me wrong I'd love to see a Batman movie with the with the Scarecrow as the primary villain yeah yeah and threat but what was really good is it, it, it balanced out this world that, that Batman lives in a city of freaks. And, yeah. and the idea that Gotham City is the main character yeah, in yeah. a way in the story. Yeah, yeah. Right from word go. Um, it is a, a you can you can tell in Batman Begins where it goes to that it, that one scene where uh, Rachel takes Bruce down into the slums. It's like, oh, Gotham is a shithole. It's a shithole. It, it really is. Yeah, and, and the world building in that movie is, is brilliant. It's all about perspective as well, which I really enjoyed about and it, it does it does it so well. And, and you have this established order with the Falcone crime family and the threat of this weirdo who's going around poisoning people. Yeah. But those two villains are the sideline villains for Rachel Ghoul, who is operating in the background yeah. all the time. The puppet master. The puppet master, yeah. And, and in the payoff for it is really great so yeah. you know Batman Begins is is another feel good watch I, I, I know because when I get to towards the end of that movie when, when he dawns the Batman costume properly yeah it's really quite good it feels earned it, it feels, feels so earned. earned I think that's um, I think that's the big problem with the newer DC films is that a lot of them just don't feel earned it's they don't spend enough time Building up building the characters. characters. Yeah, it's like 
you know you have Justice League where it's like talking about our oh, Superman was this hero and it's like this culmination already in his fourth film it's like that feel earn it doesn't know you need to earn that status first like if they did a like I'd like to actually do a, an episode of like trying to fix the DCEU or trying to fix the new Star Wars films we, can, we please, they have. can we please do that yeah, <laughs> that yeah. would be great and we'll talk about yeah like if they did literally a, a Shazam film like do that keep the Wonder Woman film probably keep the Superman because Henry Cavill is a good Superman he's just written quite poorly to look like this mopey piece of shit that doesn't enjoy life um and just build yeah then doing uh, the recent Batman film that's coming up with uh, Robert Pattinson um, have them and then build the film of the Justice League because then it feels like you've got the Aquaman film out there I didn't enjoy but mm. people like it so yeah and I actually do like Jason Momoa I, as Aquaman I think it's great casting yeah uh, yeah but yeah I think and and, and Man of Steel and Batman v Superman is a great example. You know, mm. Superman goes from being uh, discovered to Icon. hated, yeah, iconic but hated, yeah, and there's debates about him to then being by the end of that movie loved again somehow, yeah, in, in the space exactly. of a few moments to then being mourned for Justice League, yeah. It never feels in that period that he's ever spent enough time within the world or within the people that are in the world to warrant that character story yeah. from that many people. Whereas in Batman Begins, Bruce earns the Bat costume. Yeah. He is an icon. Yeah, yeah he, he, he is. He adapts. A... There's the struggle in the second movie, but he's also idolised by people. You and can then see both by the sides. End, by the end of yeah. the Dark Knight, he's he takes the fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because he says that it's not it's not about me being a hero. It's about what's best for Gotham. Yeah, yeah. And he takes the fall for that, but it all makes sense. And he doesn't redeem himself until the end of the third movie, when he yeah. is presumed dead. Yeah. Or is dead, depending on what you believe. Alfred yeah. sees at the end, but you know that's that's the redemption arc. It doesn't. You know, you're not expected to love Superman, root for him, question him, love him again. It's yeah, you know, and it's like you don't do love him, mourn him, then idolize him again. All in three movies. Yeah, you don't really see both sides of the story in Batman vs Superman, or like in the start of Justice League. Well, I mean, kind of do, but it's very disjointed. It's cramming too much into one movie. Yeah, that's the main thing. There's not enough room for all the story they're trying to tell. And yeah, it's probably contradicting what I said earlier about like having three villains in one film. But like, it can be done. But in order to do it properly, like have the you know, building a universe exactly. For example, actually, it's not necessarily about the amount of villains. It's actually building a universe you need to create. You need more time. It's yeah. It's as if I don't know. Uh, like in Star Wars, they just decided to do uh, Episode One. Uh, I mean Episode Four, and then end it at two. Like no, that wouldn't work. You you need to. You know, introduce all these new characters like Lando and stuff like that in the second one, and then build up to like another Death Star and then beat in the big bad where you introduce the Emperor and all that as well. 
it's it's the it's the time frame and the rush you know yeah throughout the new dc films you feel like you're being whipped along on this story yeah and you never can stop for a moment to see how that affects the other characters in the story and the people around this situation Mm. in nolan's films you get time to do that you see the perspective of the people on the streets you see the perspective of commissioner gordon and the cops yeah you know and it and it, it takes the time to say, look, everything that happens happens for a reason, but also has consequences. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in all throughout, all the way up to Justice League, it's, it's simply about putting those characters like on you, the if screen. If you tried to do the Marvel Universe, start at Iron Man, and then the second film was Captain America Civil War. Would, then, it wouldn't make any sense. No, and then the third film being Avengers. What? <laughs> it, would be, it would be cool, but it would be... You wouldn't get it. Like, you wouldn't, be, get you it, wouldn't no. invest anyone in you, these characters. You wouldn't, you, you'd probably be very more heavily sided to Tony's argument because you've spent more time with Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then also, it's like... If, like, their big bad that they were... Go- I don't know if they still are, but they were trying to build up to Darkseid, which was the Thanos level of um, hmm. DC. And Created by the same... Jack Kirby. Writer. Jack Kirby, I think. Um, and that... Yeah, it's, again, it, you need to do other villains first. It, like, you know, with the Marvel films, they had Loki, a smallish villain. Uh, well, not really smallish, but small enough to build a team around. Mm. And then the next film, I mean, we could talk for ages about Ultron, but I really enjoyed Ultron, but I can, I'm, I'm more disappointed with the potential it had. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like it for what it is, but that could have been a film where you could have done a trilogy about. Ultron and like his age of like winning and then losing going back in time kind of the same format what they did with Infinity War and that but yeah like there's so many villains that you could have had more than one film for and like going in the DC and going straight to Darkseid as your first big villain you don't want to use all your villains up too quickly it's about it's about it's about rushing yeah and it's about it's going back to that it's going back that's the main you know we could sit and we can nitpick all the all the different things but it at the end of the day it's about trying to do too much and trying to get to that big point you know yeah marvel Mar- the reason the marvel payoff works is that it is over you know it's 20 films kids have worth. grown up with this yeah it's yeah. it's 20 films worth of it's you know some people's lifetime worth of movies yeah that have ebb and flow and highs and lows in them but ultimately, it's always been the goal, right from the very first Iron Man movie, has been to get to Endgame. Yeah. You know, and, just, and that's that's the big thing. And, and it's about... I want to get in that brain taking, of Kevin Feige and just wonder what he's doing Well, he, he took a risk and he took a chance. And yeah. Marvel Studios took a chance on him and said, okay, we're not certain it's going to work, but you can have a go anyway. Yeah. But he knew that if you invested a certain amount of time, then people would enjoy yeah. what he had. I'd, li- to I'd like to do an episode on like the whole like how Marvel got to where it was because I could talk about that for ages as well. Like um, the the them going from bankruptcy basically to building this entire cinematic universe yeah. and like Kevin Feige having a hand in all of the other older Marvel films like the Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider Man. He had he was producer in those. And then he was producing some of the X Men films, so he he learned what worked and what didn't, 
uh, to then make his own. Which and he stuck with his formula, and it yeah. works. Yeah. Every time. So yeah. There we go. That's it. Favorite movies. I think yeah. So um, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please give us a rating if you don't mind. Um, I'd, I'd say like to say five stars. I, okay this is my thing this is how it works right five stars if you really enjoyed this episode and if you absolutely despised it give us also five stars <laughs> because you can then tell us oh you hated this five stars worth that's how it works right yeah I'm pretty sure mate yeah okay so that's your only option if you, you give us a to... one star rating then I just won't I won't acknowledge it at all you might have to have a couple of words off yeah, no, that's fine. Come <laughs> to your house and bully you. Um, yeah, give us a like, give us a share with your friends, see if people are interested in this new podcast, uh, and hopefully we will see you next time when we talk yeah. about the new trilogy yeah. or a new new double of just before. Uh, Absolutely. If there's Rise anything, of Skywalker. yeah. If there's anything that you have heard that you want to expand on, yeah, yeah. we very much like your suggestions. Leave uh, a suggestion. Okay. Yeah, we'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.